when the you know this uh, uh, people participation you know uh, start uh, growing uh, because of this social media military declare that they announce that they cut out all these uh, internet access this is uh, i think this is a big mistake of the the, the recent military uh, action i think because of a lot of people more people are coming out on the street because they lose the internet connection. They don't know what is happening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Pretty Good Podcast, Digital Rights in the Asia-Pacific with Engage Media. I am Red. I'm Sarah, and today we want to shed light on what is happening in Myanmar currently. As you've probably seen in the news, there has been a military coup, and many people of Myanmar are protesting the streets, especially in light of the military's actions to cut communications, shut down the internet, arrest uh the democratically elected leaders and other dissenters and we want to particularly highlight stories from the ground from Myanmar beyond what we're just reading about on the news and there are stories that are being told and being covered in Myanmar but with internet shutdowns happening with restriction to mobile networks and social networks it's very hard for those stories to get out of myanmar but luckily we have with us today a brave filmmaker from myanmar his name is steven minus and we will have a conversation with him now for this special episode on myanmar today we are joined by Stephen minus a filmmaker and photographer based in myanmar hi Stephen, how are you Hi, I'm good. Yes, nice to meet you. Yeah, I hope you're staying safe. I wanted to start this interview for, with a question of how ex- how exactly is the situation now in Myanmar on the ground? You have been recording a lot of the protests that have been ongoing since last week. And while there are a lot of reports on what is happening, we want to get a perspective of what it's like on the ground. How are the people feeling? Or what... Are the actions happening that may not be captured by what is reported on mainstream media? So basically, like uh, it start with uh, you know, the, you know, in February first, uh, everybody feels shocked. We are feeling that uh, we are going to you know dark age again like before. So so everybody feel upset, and also at the same time, you know, and uh, a, a person like me who've been through already two time of a military coup is uh, like we feel afraid as well because uh, in, in 1988 and also in 2007 revolution so they kill a lot of people with you know they, they, they just shoot people with uh, you know the, the, the shoot people with the guns and you know, machine guns and stuff like that so at the same time like uh, you know when we hear the, the military coup so we feel like oh we all have to be you know uh, face this kind of a uh, you know, problem and this strategy again. So at the same time, we feel upset and also we feel afraid. But uh, yeah, starting from uh, the but, I still have a I still have a how to say a feeling that uh, we have to record every moment, you know, of this uh, military cope 
So even though we uh, in, in in the beginning, I didn't I didn't know what what will happen, you know, uh, tomorrow stuff like I didn't know that. But uh, I feel like okay, I have to record it. But uh, at the same time, I feel that uh, you know military could be arrested, you know, people who shoot in with camera and phone, stuff like that. So in that case, I going out with my car and shoot in with my phone, you know, the, 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 on the street. Like, uh, there's nothing happened, like, uh, uh, only a few people are on the street. Many people stay inside because they feel like uh, it's uh, something bad is going to happen. So, like, a lot of people going to the market and buy a lot of uh, rice, food, and, you know, for, for the family, and also a lot of people going to the bank and ADN machine and withdraw the money. So people are busy with like, uh, you know, it's like uh, preparing for war, you know, it's like, so the road is clear and then I'm just going around and shooting a little bit, you know, uh, around my neighbor. And then like after two or three days, like uh, people start talking about the protests on the, on the, on the social media. Uh, uh, even in the first day, some part of some some people organize on the social media, and uh, they start uh, doing the campaign, like uh, you know, banging these uh, metal well, and also their pots, and you know, the the metal metal plate and stuff like that. You know, in the in, uh, around eight or eight uh, p.m. in the evening, you know, they bang. It's like uh, we have a, some kind of a traditional belief, like uh, you know, the bad spirits and you know, the the the, the evil spirits are. You know, if they come inside our neighbors, if we burn the, 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 the metal plates, you know, very loud. So the evil spirit could be run away because they, they, they hear the noise and they're afraid and they could run away. So this is basically from that belief. So people start banging in their first day. And then this become like, a, you know, a very strong campaign on the social media. So until now, now we have a, we are now under the 10 day of uh, military coup, but uh, the whole, I, I believe the whole country, but uh, the whole city in, that I live in is like, they stay, you know, these uh, banging and making uh, a lot of noise, you know, in every, every 8 p.m. So, yeah, that's what happened in the you know, first or second day. But uh, after that day, like people start feeling like we have to do something because all our leaders were arrested and also the, the, the elected uh, parliament uh, parliament members also were you know arrested and stuff like that so people are stuck because at the time we don't even we don't have any leader you know who calling for strike and stuff like that so people start feeling and people start talking about it on the social media and then around a full day of the military coup like some youth uh, start doing a, like a, let's say kind of a guerrilla protest going on two minutes you know, on the street and you know spreading the poster and shouting like against a military coup and stuff like that. and then they just disappear because they're afraid to get arrested and some places are you know that the um, the information about the places they are going to do some protests are leaked somehow to the police and some places are you know crowded with a lot of police and also a lot of journalists so they they, they don't go that place like yeah they move the place uh, so after five Day, around five days or so like there is some uh, protests very very small protests on the street but uh, in uh, around in, in a six day like, um, the, the, the the workers unions start organizing a very uh, big uh, rally on the street 
and it's like around. Uh, I'm not sure, but it's uh, more or less uh, 3,000 people will join on the street, and a lot of people, all the peoples you know, living uh, at the roadsides, are coming out from their house and then clapping and shouting together, and, you know, giving them water stuff like so. It's start like uh, how to say, people, you know. They, 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 they lose their control, you know, they lose the fear at that time. And then after that, you know, the protests on the streets are, you know, bigger and bigger, bigger. But today it's like, you know, the whole town, the whole country, like, I mean, in, young, in, in, in the city I live, like uh, more than millions of people are going out, you know, to the street, shouting, and also they're making uh, some uh, creative posters and sense are, you know, protesting with a very creative uh, costume and some are doing some, you know, creative performance. And most of them say, but until now, we don't have a leader. You know, everybody is discussing what we should do, you know, on the social media. And then, you know, a lot of some, it's like, uh, you know, you can choose uh, what you want to do. It's like uh, a lot of options you can do. And then you can choose, like, uh, you can go around with the car and you can, you can uh, bang in the metal plates at night, and then Sam's are going out and sing, sing songs, sing these uh, the the revolution anthem uh, stuff like that. So, like in right now, it's like a, it's like a, it's more like a festival than a you know protest. Yeah, people are really enjoying on the street. Yeah, and also because they've been uh, stuck in their home for uh, nearly one year because of the COVID ninety, and then. Now they are starting, you know, enjoying on the street. You know, yeah, this is what's happening right now. And amid all of this, you have captured video, but capturing video is just one part of the equation. You would, of course, have to share that video. And with all of the internet shutdowns and throttling and potential and actual censorship, like what are the challenges that you are facing because of? how the military has been limiting or restricting access to the internet, to mobile networks, and what are the other digital rights issues that you can see and is crucial for us to pay attention to um, in the situation? Yes. In, in right now, it's like uh, because of the social media, a lot of people, a majority of the people in Myanmar use Facebook. Uh, because Facebook can write, uh, write with the uh, Burmese language, and also you know they can yeah, they enjoy a lot you know these photos they can post uh, photos and you know stuff like that. So most of them are most of the Burmese people they use uh, Facebook. It's kind of like a very strong strong network. <laughs> and uh, you know when the you know this uh, uh, people participation you know uh, start. Uh, growing uh, because of this social media. So the government declared that, no, I may not say government, it's a military. I mean, military declared that, 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 that they, they announced uh, to, uh, they announced that, that they cut out all these uh, internet sets. So people, we can only call with phone and also we can also only send SMS. So at that time uh, we are losing, you know, Connection with the world because of the most of the Burmese people, yeah, you know, they 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 learn about the world through the Facebook. This is a very big channel 
uh, you know, they, 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 they learn about the war. So like they're losing contact with their sons or losing contact with the families. And so uh, at the time, another, you know, how to say, strange thing, I mean, especially for me, from my experience, like, you know, the day we lose the internet, and at that day I was uh, on the street and shooting uh, some video in front of the Yangon University, and then there is a roadblock and the police and also the water cannon cars, and, you know, these are, these are happening at the day. So I didn't know that, uh, because I'm on the street, so I didn't know that uh, we lost the internet connection. But uh, some, uh, one girl approached me and then gave me the SIM card. Uh, it's this SIM card is uh, made from the it's a time Thailand SIM card. So I didn't know that why she gave me. She didn't say anything because we all are wearing masks. So she I don't know her and but because but I think she saw me many days like I'm being shooting with the, uh, with the, uh, I'm being shooting the video. So uh, so that she gave me the SIM card and also she gave me one. Uh, small piece of letter, how to use this SIM card. And then at the time, I didn't know why, why she gave it to me. And then I just take it and then when I go back home, and then I learn like, oh, we lose the internet. We don't, we cannot use our Wi-Fi anymore. And also the, the mobile data is lost. And so I realized that, okay, that's, that's why she gave me this SIM card. And then I just change it and yeah, at, immediately I can access to the internet better. Another problem is that I cannot post on anything on social media. I cannot share anything on social media because the whole country, this is a countrywide shutdown. If I post something and, you know, through my social media, people can learn I'm living in Myanmar. Now, if I post something like the, uh, you know, if the government, government can learn immediately, like I'm using the same card from another country. So it's a, it's a crime. So we cannot use the same card from another country. So it's a crime, and it can they can take some action. My friends are warning me that look, okay, even you can access to internet, but don't use it, don't post anything, don't don't do any like or social media, any comment or social media. And then I have to keep quiet, and then I have to watch it. And then after, and this is a, I think this is a big mistake of the the, the recent military. Uh, action. I think because of the, a lot of people, m more people are coming out on the street because they lose the internet connection. They don't know what is happening, you know. So they just come out to the street and more uh, pro they protest more. So in that case, like uh, they can they cut uh, internet. They declare that they they will cut internet for two days, but uh, they cut internet only for around about uh, twenty five hours. So that's. Yeah, that's a change in immediately because people start, more people are going out to the street after that, yes. And when people are on the street, can you talk more about the other violations that have happened with, with the protests? Uh, human rights and digital rights are very much intertwined. And with freedom of expression, it's not just online and on social media, but it's also people's right to express themselves and to post what's happening. Yes on the streets and there have been reports as today as we are recording this one woman has was already killed in the protests mm -hmm. and maybe you also have other stories that have not essentially been highlighted on the streets that are happening to protesters or people who are dissenting against these uh, blatant acts against freedom of expression 
Yes. It's like, uh, how to say, it's like uh, the, the, the weapon uh, for the government they can use uh, immediately. Like, uh, for example, like in a rock kind of stage, uh, when they want to, how to say, do something bad, like they just cut down the internet. And then because of the, you know, the, the internet booming in Myanmar and also social media booming in Myanmar, it's, uh, it makes another bad thing. It's like uh, the printed, many printed medias are, you know, they're bankrupt. So like they stop. So, you know, and also a lot of uh, media house are, you know, going online, you know, uh, for example, like uh, they just um, post some news on Facebook and then they just, uh, how to say, get some uh, money from the, their advertisement on Facebook. So in that way, like, uh, you know, media house also moving. So when they, when they sh uh, shut down the internet, it's like, uh, it's totally blacked out. So because there's no printed media and people are not using the radio anymore. So that's the, that's the people, uh, um, you know, a lot of people only depends on one channel, you know, this internet channel. That's a big problem. So they, they did it in a Rakhine stage you know, for one year. And then they, now they reopen it, but uh, not very good. Yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, when they want to do something bad in that one region, like they just uh, cut down the internet. So yeah, and they can also cut down the the, 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 the the mobile phone network as well. It's like they just we have uh, three companies uh, in Myanmar. Um, yeah, so they can just to send uh, you know the, the the letter, you know the order to the company, and they uh, shut it down. But now it's like we have another one um, uh, mobile operator is uh, uh, Telenor. Telenor is uh, you know the 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 they, they said, you know, according just uh, basically from my learning, like uh, the, the, the government order, give order to them to, to shut down the internet, but they refuse to follow it. So a lot of people, many people are cheering all, uh, these uh, Tolino, Telino company because of that. And I was wondering, during the shutdown of communication service and internet, how did you uh, contact other people in Myanmar? And how did you uh, any talk to others and communicate what's happening? Maybe not only within Myanmar, but also to the international community, which was also very much shocked by how quickly all these events transpired. Yes, uh, basically, like uh, we uh, so we send uh, SMS to our friends, and also we just uh, call them by phone. That's the only option we have, and uh, you know, if they cut 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 the, the internet, yeah. Yes, and what's happening now becomes an extension of some of the problems that uh, the country has had with freedom of expression, and and I'm referring to 66D like mm -hmm. Mintin, who had uh, served time and also already been released. When the political arrests happened, he was one of the people who were arrested again. Yes. And, and um, can you tell a bit more about how these um, existing problems uh, of digital rights have been uh, perpetuated um, throughout this um, period in Myanmar? So freedom of expression was already threatened before. Yes. And now it's uh, 
it's becoming an issue again. And a lot of uh, activists are warning that even though internet shutdowns uh, have uh, ended in some places, it might be the case that the military will take a stricter control of these platforms. Yes, CCCG uh, is a big problem here. It's called the telecommunication law. So, you know, if not only for the internet, like, uh, you know, if you contact with uh, some, like, uh, how to say, a blacklist group, you know, for example, like the some uh, ethnic armed groups that the, the government declare as a terrorist group. So if you have uh, some uh, phone number, you know, of the member of this group, so they arrest with, they, they, they use this law. And especially this law is uh, just to, you know, suppress the, 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 the people. So like, you know, there's, you know, uh, and also like, uh, especially on the social media, on the, on the Facebook, like uh, they use this law a lot. That's city they use a lot because if someone condemn the government and also if someone uh, condemn the parliament members and stuff like that, so they, they use this law. It's like, uh, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, they put, and also they, they, they enjoy to use this to the more well-known people because it can put a fear to the, you know, the, all the citizens, like, uh, you know, the well-known people and celebrities and also uh, some, um, you know, for example, like Ming Ting Kokoji, who is a well-known uh, filmmaker in Myanmar. And, uh, you know, even people have, uh, how to say, the, 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 the feeling that even they are arrested for writing something on the Facebook. So we also can be arrested anytime if we say something bad about the government. So this is a fear they want to put. So that's why they uh, they arrest uh, a lot of uh, the, the the well-known people and also some uh, celebrity with this law. Yes. And as far as the activism that's going on in the streets, like what is the what are the next plans that uh, that are being worked on, and how can like filmmakers and artists around the region um, support the actions um, towards like restoring the access to the internet and mobile networks and also respecting the the freedom to assemble and to protest that's being violated when some violence is being uh, done on the activists. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, basically like uh, in Myanmar, it's all the governments like uh, not even the military or the governments, they hate activists. That's a, that's a basic principle of, you know, politician and also the military, because uh, the activists, uh, we point out uh, uh, some, uh, if there's something wrong, so we point out and some of the activists, are, you know, they're, 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 their voice is very loud, and also some are like, uh, uh, they, 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 they can call for, and strike something like that. You know, they have a lot of uh, uh, followers. I mean, not only on social media, but also on the on their real life. Real life, they have their reputation. You know, so that's why the government and also like you know the, the, the politicians also, you know, they hate them. Like even though, yeah, yeah. yeah. So basically, like uh, yeah, freedom of expression is uh, really really bad here. And also, if you're against the majority of the people, it's more dangerous. 
like uh, you can get a lot of threat, you know, physical threat, not only on social media. You can also get uh, some physical threat and also the government and also the police will be ignored about it. Like, you know, you can go to the police station and stuff like that if you have uh, some threat. This is, uh, uh, the LDVs have a physical threat, yeah, at the same time. And also they have a lot of uh, threat on social media, you know, especially when you talk about the right for the Rohingya and right for the ethnic minority groups, you know, the right for the you know, uh, freedom uh, and also the freedom of expression and also many things like, you know, if the, especially the top is not very popular among the majority of uh, people. But now it's like, a, you know, it's like a different uh, agenda, a different thing. Like everybody is like, you know, a lot of people, you know, they hate the military so much. So like, you know, after the coup, like, uh, it's like uh, all the people organize, you know, for one uh, common goal. That's, uh, that's the beauty of this revolution. And also there is no, uh, how to say, one single leader. So if there is a leader, so the military can arrest them very easily, and then the revolution could be stopped. You know, it, it happened in our past revolution, but now it's like everybody, like millions of people, they all, they, are, they, are, they all are leaders. It cannot be cracked down the revolution. That's the beauty of it. So the activists are also, you know, take uh, a lot of action on the street right now, but uh, not like, uh, you know, they are in a leader roles right now. So, yeah. Yes. And um, Stephen, you mentioned something about uh, the Rohingya. And of course, that's one of the like the biggest atrocities um, in recent times. And Facebook, social media and misinformation inciting violence that contributed a lot. The activists who are uh, supporting the the rights of minorities and the the Rohingya in particular, like what do they feel about using social media and these platforms that were instrumental in that uh, genocide? Like mm-hmm. uh, I know that uh, overall there's some unity in the call to restore democracy, but um, is there an added skepticism now of um, social media platforms, especially with what happened before? And how are they coming to terms with uh, using this uh, this social media platform that was once used to um, incite a lot of violence? Yes, it's like, uh, how to say, the Rohingya issue is uh, very related with the, uh, the, the government propaganda as well, you know. And there is a lot of uh, issues in it, in a in, in Rohingya case. It's like, uh, how to say, uh, we have a. Uh, we also have a. Uh, we also teach a lot of uh, false history. That's a big problem, you know. So a lot of people say like, oh, Rohingya, Rohingya people are they just came into our, our into Burma, you know, when the uh, only at the British colonial times and stuff like that. This kind of, uh, you know, the this kind of uh, proper government propagandas are spreading out. And also, man, many, many people, you know, majority of the Burmese people, they believe this propaganda. It's like, oh, they are not our uh, citizens of our country. They are not with us, you know, you know, for a long time. They just uh, came into the country, 
you know, because of the, the British bring them and stuff like that. People, a lot of people believe that, but actually it's not. I mean, like uh, they've been, uh, uh, even the Rohingya language is uh, different with uh, Bangladesh language. So people don't know about that. People think like uh, Rohingya and Bangladeshi are the same. That's a big problem because they all are Muslim. So, but when we, we also talk about that, there is uh, some Buddhist people in the Bangladesh side near the border. And you know they all they are also they are still uh, Bangladeshi as well. And then we you know some of my friends and me we used to complain about it. So it doesn't depends on the religion. So we try to explain, but uh, people don't want to believe it. You know, they just choose to believe. You know, the government propaganda. That's a big problem. So yeah, yeah. In that case, like uh, you know, like ninety nine percent of people, and we are like uh, you know against the people. <laughs> so it's a different different topic. Yeah. So yeah, in Myanmar, it's like uh, yeah, we have to how to say. Uh, we have to do a lot of uh, more research, you know, and also like uh, we have to uh, share and share the more information and more knowledge to the people. That's uh, that's uh, we still have to, we we still need to do a lot of it, a lot of it, especially about the small ethnic minorities in Myanmar. Like we have a, uh, you know. Uh, according to the government list, uh, we have uh, 135 uh, different ethnic minor, ethnic groups in Myanmar, and all of them have a different language. We don't understand each other. We live in, in the same country, but you know, in some area, I cannot communicate with them. So, like uh, Burma language is uh, kind of like uh, you know the, the, the bridge between these uh, different uh, ethnic minorities. That's also a big problem here. It's like uh, we are like uh, you know. The, the, the generation of uh, you know many ethnic groups in one place and that we still cannot understand each other very well so that's a big problem yeah so actually i want to jump into something that you mentioned about how we need to record history and how there needs to be a re revisiting of this past and you as a filmmaker are actually very integral in that what you're shooting, what you've shot in the past, and other, and what you are shooting now with the protest, I'm sure will be important to pass down so that people will remember what is happening. And speaking of your work, I wanted to bring up your film, I believe in 2017 or 2018, on specifically digital rights in Myanmar, where you interviewed mm -hmm. different activists and advocates about the challenges of digital rights in Myanmar. So that has been a few years already <laughs> since uh, you recorded that. Do you see any changes in what the uh, what the people you interviewed mentioned, especially in relation to this coup? I know one of the people you interviewed was the poet Mao Songka, who was also recently arrested and then freed and then is now vocal. But is has there been any change since you last? film that? Uh, it's like, uh, you know, up and down. You know? Basically, I don't think, uh, you know, just from my uh, point of view, I don't think it's have a lot of change, especially about the, you know, the, the digital rights, as, uh, you know. Uh, I don't think it's, uh, there is a lot of change. And also sometimes it's more difficult. <laughs> so it's a, that's a problem, like, you know, uh, but now sometimes it's easy, but sometimes it's more difficult. But now, uh, today, I heard that the the the, the military government is uh, 
preparing to you know uh, propose uh, the, this, uh, the, 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 the cyber they call cyber law is it's more about uh, you know control the, 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 the internet using and also to 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 take some action to you know to the edifice. especially they want to uh, they want they want to take more control you know using the internet uh, certainly there are many challenges facing the people in Myanmar, but mm -hmm. storytellers like you, your work is very crucial. And we look forward to the completion of your next video project. And we will mm -hmm. actually be showing some clips that you have shared, like in the video version of this podcast. So I, I hope that listeners um, do take the time to open the video version of this podcast so that you can see footage of the protests on the ground that Stephen has taken very bravely. So thank you so much for like participating in this podcast with us, uh, Stephen. We will look forward to reading and watching more of your work and we'll be paying attention to Myanmar. And, and we, of course, support uh, your fight for democracy in your country. So thank you again to Stephen for being brave enough to share what is happening on the ground. There's a lot of uncertainty right now, especially as the situation changes day to day. And we, especially in the region, should also ensure that we are monitoring what is happening and supporting the people of Myanmar in ways that we can. Uh, over on Engage Media, we have actually compiled a list of ways that we can help support those who are fighting for their democracy and fighting to uphold digital rights. Among them is Engage Media's partnership with Tunnel Bear to distribute free VPNs. We can also, uh, we are also sharing different resources produced in the Burmese language so that more people in Myanmar can learn about how they can better protect themselves online. So all of that is on engagemedia.org. And if you are listening to this podcast, be sure to check out the video version of this podcast where we will show footage from Stephen himself. And be sure to subscribe. We are on the popular podcast platforms. We can also be accessed through engagemedia.org slash podcast. Thank you so much for watching and listening to this episode and see you next time. <laughs>